We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Start counting. Five, six, seven. In four, damn it! Look at me! One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? I don't know. Count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference! Hey guys, this is Pop War Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. And if you're new here and like IMDb, you're in the right podcast because we're talking about the IMDb top 250 list. <laughs> so we are traveling back to 2014 to talk about number 42, Whiplash. Director is Damien Chazelle. Writer is Damien Chazelle. Starring Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons. It has an IMDb rating of 8.5. The drink today is called Tempo. It's strawberries, lemons, oranges, rum, vodka, tequila, Sprite, cranberry juice, orange juice, and fruit punch. Now... Question with that. That do you know like what, something I would love. Do you know what it is? Do you know what I... Do you know what... Is the... Well, it sounds like a pina colada. No, it's a jungle juice. Because okay. they were like there in college. Are the strawberries and fruit... like? Is that like just chunks? Is it like a chunky? No, you slice it. You slice the oranges. You. It you, sounds like a nicer jungle juice than ones that I've had. Well, I, well yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I there's just... There's no Kool-Aid powder at the bottom. I go, Oh, yeah. I forgot about Kool-Aid powder. I forgot that <laughs> people always used to put that in. Um... That's what the fruit punch is for. Um, but no, I was like, oh, he's in college. We're a jungle juice. So we use actual fruit punch now? I was about to say it's not the same without like. The powder's <laughs> probably better, to be quite honest with you. Because um, it like absorbs in the drink. Um, and then you just put it in the tub and you just scoop it out. Because it probably doesn't dilute the drink. Like it mixes well with it. True, true. Yeah. But number 42, Whiplash. Do you want to agree it should be there? On the list at all? Do you let me finish my question before you start answering? I was just moving my head. No, I saw your no, mouth no, starting to move. I, I, heard like, you, I heard you take an intake of breath. Yeah, Jimmy. you're about to start screaming, and I, I was like, "Let me pause." <laughs> do you think it should be on the IMDb top 250 list? And do you think 42 is the right number for it, Jimmy? Yes, for both. For both, you think it should be exactly 42? It should be in the top 50. Top 50. Okay, Kelly. Um, I agree that it should be on the list. I'm not sure if it should be in the top 50, though. Now, so... But, like, I've made it, like, clear that I'm not a huge fan of this movie. Like, not that I don't think it's, like, brilliant and it deserves all the Oscars it's got. I just personally don't enjoy now, it. Now, hold on. This is actually going to change my, my answer there. Where's La La Land? Uh, let me look. Hold on. I think that's... I don't think La La Land is on the list. Whoa! Because what? I go to IMDb and there's no uh, number to click on. But what's its rating? Like, what's its stars? Uh, it is. Oh, it's only eight point zero. Ah, so like te- that's like the very entry. Like everything else in the bottom. Well, like, I'm sorry, but La La Land should be above whoa. Whiplash. I'm now think. Whoa, I'm like having to process this. I always thought it was like in I there. It, you you would think that you know it's what? Obvious it, that it, it was should that be in it there. was that like big hate it got randomly. When did it get hate? When it first came out, and all the critics were like, "This is the greatest thing ever put to film." Blah de blah de blah. Then it like everyone kept saying it was so good, so good, so good. And then all of a sudden people were like, you know what? I don't think it's that good anymore. No, it shouldn't win the best picture. No, it shouldn't win this. And it no, won for five minutes. It shouldn't been that. Oh, I didn't remember that. And then that. it kinda like towards the as it was like 
the Oscars were getting closer, everyone was like, you know what? It is really good. It was it was like it was whiplash going back and forth. <laughs> I know. Tie it back together. I, I was mean, like, I don't remember this controversy. I, don't I do, and I but I love I like La La Land better. See, now I was gonna say something, and then that totally changed my answer because I was gonna say Whiplash should be in like the top twenty, maybe. And now I'm like, if La La Land's not even in the top two fifty, I'm like, maybe it is appropriate where it is then. Well, do you think it has to do with the sign of the times, as in like Whiplash has been out far longer than La La Land has? Yeah. So is it isn't the top two fifty based on ratings? Yeah. So how many ratings does Whiplash have, like in total? It's only by two years, though. Whiplash, I, I think. Yeah, but Whiplash caused is the, the big, is, is like the a more big... popular film. Whip, I would say I don't. I do not believe. I'm sorry. That. Critically, like I, I do think Whiplash. It was just out of the gate a no one. Well, hold on, because now, so let's compare. Because before we even get into this, because this is a breaking news, La La Land has an 8.0 and eight with 582,000 uh, reviews. Whiplash has an 8.6, I think I said, or an 8.5. An 8.5 with 846 reviews, but still, like... 846? 846,000. Oh. Um, okay. But when you actually then look at Rotten Tomatoes, like, I wonder if that's the same. Let's so I just looked, so... Rotten Tomatoes, Whiplash is 94 critics, and La La Land is 91 critics, but the big discrepancy is an audience. So uh, audience is 94 for Whiplash and La La Land is 81. Okay. Now I will. Boxed I, is 4.4 for Whiplash, 4 for La La Land. Interesting. I, but you know what the thing is? I have to bring to also, like, just to light is the fact that a lot of people did not like the ending of La La Land, that they did not end up together. Oh, I love and that I, ending. No, yes, I know. I'm just saying. We're, 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 but the, we're better people. But okay, okay. I, okay, but the general public hates that ending. Like, I still see articles today that is like, "Why didn't Sebastian and Mia end up together? This is so fucking stupid." But I think that really hurt the audience score, and that's why we see a lower audience score. Interesting. And I feel like that has greatly affected the movie versus Whiplash. Well, I was going to ask this question because I was looking through reviews and stuff like that, and I a lot of the people that didn't like it was saying it was because like. It was too like I don't think they understood the point of the movie. They kept saying like this was like a one a one star review. I did not agree with Fletcher's teaching methods as it was a total abuse. This movie should be used as an educational material for methods teach for methods for teachers not to use. It was disgusting to say the least, and it should be a considered a crime. But, See, but that's what but it's supposed the, to. But what, feel. that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm kind of surprised that vibe that La La Land gave to people. Di- this didn't give to them because there's a, they're literally. Throughout nine, like ten through one, what were you gonna say? Sorry, before I continue, I have no idea. Um, there was a five star review saying like, um, the problem with this film was its plot was unrealistic and the teacher behaves wildly unrealistic. I'm like, that's the point, and then I, I that's why I'm kind of surprised no one had that kind of like, what's the word? Like they were kind of put off by it, like they were with La La Land. For an ending, I think is much more agreeable with people. I feel like. Mm-hmm. That's I'm kind of surprised. Even someone with nine nine uh, nine out of ten, literally was like, "This is an amazing movie, but is the message necessarily good?" No, I'm like, "That's the point." Yeah, that's what? the point of the movie. <laughs> you're not in, like, even if you love this movie, you're somehow not understanding. Not it. every movie has to have a positive message at the end. Well, that brings me to the next thing I want to talk about really quick because I was like, "What has really bad messages?" So I googled it, and an IMDb chart came up, 
and I thought, what movies would you think are going to be on this list? Like, what? They give bad messages? Like, yeah, bad messages. Probably like a bunch of teen movies. <laughs> like, party movies. X? I don't know. Okay, so I, I thought no it was going to be like, you know, really depressing movies. Uh, it's not working on my iPad, so I'm going to do it here. Um, I like comedy. Number one, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Number two, <laughs> Cinderella. Number three, The Parent Trap. Number four, Shallow How. Number five, Mean Girls. I, I'm just good. Shallow was, How I get. There was one there I thought I agree with, which was Fight Club. And I was like, yes, that's not a great message, but that's the point of the movie. And then that that steered away from my, my oh, I was like, oh, this was going to be a great example. I was like, this was the worst list ever. But <laughs> I thought I'd bring that up because I was very curious why no one had the blowback. Like everyone's still like, oh, it's a great movie. Even though I feel like people are like with you where they're like, they could appreciate the positives of it, but they don't overall like it. Like. Yes, like everything was super negative and it's supposed to give you a visceral reaction, but it, the positive message of that movie is supposed to be like, you know, this isn't the end all be all. Like, it's more asking the question, if you what's let, worth it? Yeah, what's worth yeah. it? If you let obsession, like, that's what it's supposed to like invoke in you. And people obviously came out of the movie thinking that's not worth it. Exactly. It's not worth it to go that crazy. So it's like, is that a negative message? It's like, it's not telling people, this is how, what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to do yeah. it. It's like, no one came out being like, I need to make my hands fucking bleed. <laughs> like, that's me telling myself that I I need to go completely blind from reading True. to yeah. achieve my dreams as an attorney. <laughs> you have to... I have to go blind. Become a vigilante and just start putting people in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was a sidetrack I wasn't expecting because that really blew me away because I was really hoping to talk about La La Land soon on this podcast, but never happened. That's really sad because I <laughs> love La La Land. I think it, it's Maybe so funny. Maybe Babylon will be on here. Ugh, I think Babylon's going to be bad. Babylon, I keep telling, I keep saying it's going to be a fine line. It's either going to be absolutely horrendous or it's going to be really good. I have a thought on it, but I, I'll get to, uh, it's more about the director and I'll save that for when be, we talk about it. Like it could be an average movie, but. It being really good, I am not like I'm. I don't think it's going to get. I think it's going to be in the seventies. I think it might blow me away, but also I'll talk about it because it's more about the director. Like I, I it could be say, an Amsterdam situation, and Margot Robbie could have a terrible fucking year. Oh, oh no, Margot, she's got to. Then she'll skyrocket with Barbie. Um, that that'll be her Oscar. They'll be like her comeback, and it's like okay, she only had like a six month <laughs> period of bad movies. Um, but before we. Start, keep talking about the movie, Jimmy. Let's remind everyone about the summary of the movie. Andrew Neiman, a 19-year-old jazz drummer, is determined to rise to the top of the country's most elite music conservatory. Plagued by the failed writing career of his father, Andrew hungers day and night to become one of the greats. Terrence Fletcher, an instructor equally known for his teaching talents as for his terrifying methods, leads to the, leads the top jazz ensemble in this school. Fletcher discovers Andrew and transfers the aspiring drummer into his band, forever changing the young man's life. Andrew's passion to achieve perfection quickly spirals into obsession as his ruthless teacher continues to push him to the brink of both his ability and his sanity. Thank you. And then some quick shotgun facts before we move on. Number one, while attending Princeton High School, Damien Chazelle was in a very competitive jazz band and drew on the dread he felt for those years. He based the conductor... Terrence Fletcher on his former band instructor, but pushed it very much further, adding elements of Buddy Rich and other band leaders known known to their harsh treatment. Chazelle said he wrote this film initially in frustration while trying to get his musical La La Land off the ground. Um, 
Never mind. Oh, well, I, this was a short film before. Was well, like, if I you let me get to myself. But you know what? I feel it a little bit because I remember when I was in band and I was terrible at band and I used to fake play and be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's the flute solos where only the flutes are playing. I'd be like, just just press the right buttons. You know you're not actually playing, but just press the right buttons. Would you do it better if someone threw a chair at you? No. Then I would be like, <laughs> I'd be like, lawsuit. <laughs> um, number two. Jimmy kind of said it. The director and writer of the film, Damien Chazelle, could not get funding for the movie, so he instead turned it into a short film and submitted it to Sundance Film Festival in 2013. The short film ended up winning the Short Film Jury Award, and he got his funding soon after. Did you watch the short film? No. Have you ever watched short film? Didn't know that it was a short film. So I watched it after I watched the movie because it was like 18 minutes. Literally, I didn't realize this. It's the it's the scene where he throws a chair. It's that from like from when he walks into the classroom to when he says like, okay, pick it up. We're going to continue. Mm-hmm. It's literally just that, but with a uh, different actor and like not that as big actor, of a budget. That actor I think is in Whiplash though. The No, the second drummer is, but the one who plays Miles, Teller ca- Miles Teller's character is not in it. So like the original drummer who Miles took over Yeah, from? he's the okay. same person. And literally like the, the dialogue I think is word for word. They literally just took the script and filmed this one scene it doesn't have the same impact as the that scene because that scene makes me very stressed. Like I was like, I need to fast forward. Because you're almost. missing all the surrounding context that lived up that led up to it as well. That, but like you get it a little bit because he's screaming and throwing stuff and stuff. But it's not. I think because they filmed it quick and they filmed it cheaper than this one. Even it just didn't have the same effect. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I would. I mean, it would be. It's it's a it's a good watch because it's so quick, but it's a fun watch. Um, and finally, number three. The film is one of the lowest grossing movies ever to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. I don't believe that, but people say that. Because it only I mean it made 13 million, 40 million worldwide. There's my, been less. Um, my thirteen dollars is in that thirteen million. You said nominated for Best, best Picture. I feel like there has to be more. Like recent times. Like a more. Wasn't that like a best picture or no? Yeah, that was best picture. I don't think that made thirteen million. Let me see. Let's see. Let me see. I was gonna say they're ha- like there's Nomadland. A- well, yes, technically, yeah. Is it wasn't Actually, Nomadland like eight million or something? They make eight million theaters even during COVID. I don't know, but I don't know. A lot of them don't count the two COVID years. Oh. What what's the two COVID like last year too? Yeah, they so that they they changed the ruling. So like oh. a lot of box office stuff like doesn't they put like in like an asterisk saying like COVID nineteen. Yeah, but I feel like what was nominated? What one last year? Coda. Twenty nine point nine million. Twenty nine. A wow. more made twenty nine point nine worldwide or domestic. I think worldwide. Oh, so then okay, maybe. Oh, then I guess it's one of the lowest. I thought they were saying it's the lowest, but those are my shotgun facts. It also had an eight point nine million dollar budget. So that's a more Whiplash. A more. A more. So that's like a lot of fucking money. No, I think Whiplash also. Was maybe only like ten million. It was it was uh, Bloomhouse, I think, before Bloomhouse started doing all the horror stuff. Right? No, they did horror. They also have Bloomhouse. They did. Uh, Whiplash was made for three point three million. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, if you notice when you go see a Bloomhouse movie, it's drums. No. Oh. And it's not a horror film. It's a much different opening. Well, that opening's new. No, no, before that. Oh, I'm talking okay. about the one with the you're in the room and the girls in the corner walking. And, yeah. oh. Or I'll, it'll just literally go, it'll just go to the corner and it'll say Bloomhouse Pictures and like a light flicker. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's their normal non horror. I like the new one they did where it's like a bunch of the I stuff. I think that actually made. is drums in that new one. Yeah, it's There's like a all set the of drums. It's, yeah, it's all of them. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, what's up? I'm Jess. And I'm Shauna. And we're the hosts of Cheers to Beers. A beer podcast run by two beer professionals. We're certified Cicerones, craft beer judges, and founders of Seattle Beer School. We interview brewers. Basically, it was kind of like drinking sherry. <laughs> yeah, at that point. But like, I don't know, sherry's pretty good though. <laughs> and after you're freaking 20 Orvals in, you're yeah, like, like who, care, who cares at this point? <laughs> Artists who work for breweries. Was it literally like Mirror Pond, Blue Pepe Creek. There's like no middle ground. That's great. Bartenders, management, and everyone in between. We're not German. Well, Wait, what is it? Your last name? My last name is Keller, so I guess I, I have <laughs> some German blood in me. <laughs> but Keller beer, it's your beer. It is my beer. And sometimes it's just us waxing poetic. More like unable to shut up. About everything beer. How far do you think you could throw a pumpkin? Mm. Like I'm talking like a jack-o'-lantern size. I don't know, 40 feet? Is that, 40 feet? <laughs> is that far? Yes. That's okay. <laughs> You're some sort of monster. Want to learn more about craft beer in all its glory? Or maybe you're new to beer and want a comfortable place to learn more. We got you. Catch us every other Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Cheers! And we're back. We're talking Whiplash number 42. I mean, we kind of said it already, but what are your just general thoughts before we get into it a little more? Do you remember how Room made mm-hmm. you feel? I felt like I, I wanted to get up and walk out. If you didn't listen to our Room episode, Room... Made me, yeah, pretty much wanted, almost wanted to walk out of the theater. And this was close. I've seen this movie like three or four times. This was close because that's the scene where they're, he's throwing the chair and all that. No, that makes me very stressed. That's what not scene, the scene then? for me. It's, it's when you know that like, okay, so after everything happened and like Fletcher's fired from the conservatory. Okay. When he's playing at the... When he's playing at the end during the mm-hmm. concert and he gives him the wrong sheet music. Oh, that's... And I'm like, oh, he's going to screw you over. And I'm like, does he screw him over? I don't remember. So I had to go on Wikipedia and be like, oh, no, he screws him over. I actually forgot he screwed him over. So that's why I wasn't That's stressed. why I was like, I'm like, I think he screws him over. Oh, God, I don't remember if he screws him over. So I'm like Wikipediaing it as I'm watching it. I'm like ending of Whiplash. And then like he gives him the wrong music. I'm like, oh, no, he screws him over. Yeah, I, I, I remember like he like does his own drum solo and he goes, oh, actually, he's really good. So. But they also said like that they left it ambiguous. Just be like they're just one of those relationships where it's just toxic. Kelly, general thoughts about the movie before you get in detail. I like the acting. I generally just don't care for this movie. I've only ever watched it twice. The first time I saw it, and then this time I had to watch it again. Not because I feel any anxiety or anything towards it. I just find no interest in it. It's funny you say like you just so like would you say literally just the acting you like? Pretty much. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's some like I I mean, the way he shoots him when he's playing is really good. I there's some cinematography, but generally I'm not impressed by it other than the acting. The editing. Oof. Well, the edit, yeah, cuz I was just going to say cuz when I was looking for reviews about what people said, like no matter if it was 10 or 1, they mm-hmm. like if you hate it or loved it, they just like they were like the acting is the standout to this movie. Yeah, I was like that's why I keep saying I was like I am not going to take away the acting cuz the acting is the best it's what carries this movie and what's and what makes the movie great. I generally just don't care for anything else in the movie. I think J.K. Simmons was amazing. I think Miles Te- I think Miles Teller doesn't get enough credit for this movie. I think he was very good, like a very like nuanced. That's because Fantastic Four came out right after it. Was it? Is that what it is? Because <laughs> right after he got recognition for this movie, he went down pretty much the same hole that everyone does, in that he had like a string of like shit. Like, it was Fantastic Four, and I think that War Dogs movie also came out. Oh, no, War Dogs was critically, like, good. 
I think I think I remember. It didn't make much money, but I think critically it, it was it was good. But I think yeah, but I think people praise Jonah, not Miles Teller. Yeah, but now he has Top Gun Maverick on his resume. So yeah, he's, but now he's, he's right making a up. comeback. But he had a string, I think, of like really bad movies come out. Well, that's what I was going to say, because I feel like since Whiplash, he's been looking for that like hit movie where he where people praise him specifically. And until Top Gun Maverick, I think he was trying to get back that well, like praise. Oh, he was I, also in Divergent. Yeah, those movies. Um, I think it really was that I think that when he went for the big block plus blockbuster tentpole movie and it was such a failure, I think he I think he retreated and was like, I need to be more picky with my uh, stuff. I'm sorry, Kelly, but he did he did Whiplash. And then that right after that he did Divergent, Divergent, Fantastic Four, Divergent. So he had three divergents and a Fantastic Four before War Dogs came out. What year is War Dogs? Twenty sixteen. So within a two year okay. period, he had like three that, bad movies. That awkward moment. Yeah, but then he's coming back with Top Gun. He was supposed to be good in the offer. Get a job. Well, he said. I don't it's, know what that is. I know, but you could tell by the poster, oh, yeah. it's not good. It's a very generic, like Hallmark one. Um, what was I going to say? I think around this time when Whiplash came out, Spectacular Now came out too, right? And that was supposed to be a good yes, movie. Yes, that was. It was like, oh wow, my god, the Spectacular Who's now this was kid amazing. coming out? And then he's they're like, you want to be in the new Hunger Games kind of movie? And he's like, yeah. But like, if you look at his filmography, every time. It look it literally reads as almost every time he like hits a high, he just picks a really shit. Goes. So first movie, Rabbit Hole. Oh, I love that movie. Which we know is amazing with Nicole Kidman. And then his next movie is Footloose. Ooh. He was in Footloose? He was yes, the remake. He was he's the, been in a lot of movies I don't realize. I feel like he's Because they're really bad. Well, I think because people kind of forgot about him, like he's he did so many movies that I don't even realize. That's why I'm just like he like went from high to like he kept picking bad movies. So you had Rabbit Hole, critically acclaimed. Didn't she win the Oscar for Rabbit Hole? She was nominated. She was nominated. Well, she was nominated, but either way, I know he was also recognized and he did Footloose, which we all know was a bomb. Project X, which I liked. Oh, I like that movie, yeah. I forgot he's in that. And the spectacular now, then he did twenty one and over, which is like one of those generic like which is Project X, but it's just like a, almost like a remake of Project. And X. He was in that too. Wow. Yeah, and then we had Whiplash, amazing. Then he did that awkward moment, Divergent, Fantastic Four, some movie I don't know, uh, Two Night Stand. Then he had the second Divergent, then Fantastic Four. So we're talking about like one, two, three, four, five bombs within a. One and a half year period. Then right after Fantastic Four, he had the third Divergent movie, which is even worse. And then he has that generic get a job movie. Then he had War Dogs. Then he had this movie Bleed for This. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. And then I remember he was in this movie, but I never saw it. Only The Brave, the one where they're firefighters and they're like fighting the oh, okay. forest fires. Um, Thank You for Your Service, which is another war type movie so he was doing a real patriotic thing in 2017 mm-hmm. then he didn't do any movies and was in top gun maverick most recently and then spider after that came out spiderhead came out and it was not critically re- well received yeah but top gun yeah. maverick was like filmed in like 2018 true very true oh that's true i forgot it was the and then COVID happened so he probably was just like eh, i don't need to but do he, anything he didn't do anything for years though after Top Gun Maverick. It's a shame because he is a good actor. And that's why I'm like, I feel bad. Like, I was happy he got Top Gun Maverick. Because it's like, you see how good of an actor he is in this in Whiplash too. And I never saw Rabbit, Rabbit Hole, but 
I remember him getting like a lot of like the young actor awards. He's a really good actor. Like I'm not going to even take that away from him. He's a really good actor. I do enjoy him. It's just he like for me, I think and I think maybe he's kind of trying to get out of this type of mindset is that he get he hits a high and then he just keeps trying to go for these straight like box office or he needs a new agent yeah (laughs) i think they're trying they were trying so hard to make him a leading man but it's like you can't make him a leading man out of someone with a bunch of bombs and he they were trying to make him like the heartthrob yeah and like top gun maverick i feel like literally did both he didn't, <laughs> he didn't did need both. to be a heartthrob. No, yeah. He's a good actor. He could do. He could have stuck with the indie scene and just kept going. But it's like he kept trying. They kept trying to put him into the, uh, like you're right, a heartthrob. They tr- They kept trying to make him a Zac Efron. Yeah, he was in a movie with Zac Efron. Too. The awkward I think moment. That's what it was. That awkward moment. Yeah. yeah. Zac Efron is different than Miles Teller. Zac Efron has the char- charisma, and like he just he's char- he's like a rock. He's charismatic enough that he can headline like a mainstream popular movie and still bring in money despite it being a complete critical bomb miles teller needs like a very big like a very big like a, like a super i feel like he'd be i know he did fantastic four he but like literally just did one of the biggest films of all time no no no. i know but i feel like that's like still playing in theaters what i'm saying is i know i'm not saying that i'm saying Next, if he can get like a DC or a marvel or something where like because that somehow you could be known but when you do one of those movies more like people who are like who is this person she's like look at um Catherine Hahn I thought she was a decent like a household name somewhat and then she did WandaVision like people are like who was this person I never heard of her before like that's what I'm saying I, I hope he gets something like that yes to really I, boost I, it. I think Top Gun Maverick did that you think everyone yeah. saw Top Gun I don't Maverick think, I think Top Gun Maverick was fine enough I don't think he needs to be in a superhero movie and I feel like Miles Teller will never do a superhero movie again for like a very long time this was his superhero movie. And we're Top hitting Gun almost Maverick 10 years was since his he superhero did. movie. So well, he needs the icing on a cake with maybe like a best picture now. And but then like it can help him with that too. That's that's depending on what he wants to do with his career now. Because it was clear that his agents and him were trying to go a different career path yeah. during this time. And it just didn't work. And now he's too old to be kind of like a teen heartthrob. Oh yeah. What is he like? He must be almost 40. No. Well, no. He's older than us, like just about older than us. Oh, I think so he's in his mid thirties. Teller, he's thirty five. Thirty five. Okay, so he's in his mid thirties. So it's just kind of like, as long as he doesn't devolve into those type of comedies, like raunchy comedies, things that he was trying to do before, then I think he'll be fine. But now another person where I feel like this was the opposite, where like this was the role. I feel like that boosted him so much. Like this was his top. This was J.K. Simmons' like Top Gun Maverick, where even though it was small, he got so much recognition. That, like, it boosted him to get huge roles. And I think he was incredible in this. J.K. Sims. I think J.K. Sims was fine, but I will say that you're right in that I think this just elevated him to another level. Yeah. This is somehow, and this was, and that's rare for, like, a small indie movie to do that. Because, like, not everyone sees it. But I'm not going to say that he was, like, he didn't have a strong career before that. No, 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 I'm saying, like, this was the, this, it was, like, the thing that he was looking for to, like, boost I him. think this launched him into the plane of that he doesn't have to audition anymore. Yeah, exactly. But I thought he was incredible. Like, I think this, he was, he is the movie. Like, if you think about it, it's him and Damien Chazelle because of how I think the writing is also incredible yeah. and stuff like that. And the way they almost make it like a thriller in a way. I, I really appreciate that. Because if you look at the Oscars, it's like, best picture, best supporting actor, he won, best adapted screenplay, 
best sound mixing they won and then best editing they won. Like, I mean, could you, I could, I could even see director. I was kind of surprised. I, Damien Chazelle wasn't there. I thought he was nominated for directing in this, for this movie. No, it was for La La Land and he won. So that, that was his first. And then his win first win. And um, I think it's just funny that whiplash is such a departure from like the type of like mood that he's going for now in like the movies that he really wants to make. Damien Chazelle. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Cause it has, it has, I feel like it does, but it doesn't, but I guess because it's cause he has the budget now, like cause La La Land, yeah. he has the budget and then even like Babylon, he has the budget and you can just see it. Well, that's cause that's why I was like saving. When we we're talking about Babylon. I was like, I, except for first man, Every movie Damien Chazelle, I guess it's just... I forget he did First Man. First Man, because unless someone, until someone says First Man, I'm like, oh yeah, he was he directed that movie. I think unless Damien Chazelle has an interest in what he's doing about the movie, like Whiplash, he was in band, he he loves jazz music, all that. You can tell it, it's fantastic, this movie. La La Land, I jazz. think he loves, I think jazz elements, and he loves old Hollywood. That's why I think Babylon. it was incredible. First Man, I think he was just, he wanted to do a next step movie, like another like big thing. They gave him a biopic for first for an astronaut. I'm like, I don't think that fit at all. No jazz, not a great movie. That's my I thought. That's my Claire Foy was good in that though. That's yeah, the only thing I remember Claire about Foy that movie is Claire Foy. I really don't remember the movie. That's the thing. I remember only the part. I think when they're in the kitchen, like Claire Foy and I think Ryan Gosling are having a conversation in the kitchen, and I don't know. I think she's like yelling at him, and he's just like sitting there as the block of wood he was like the entire movie. <laughs> So coming back to Babylon, I think it's going to be great because old Hollywood, jazz elements, Margot Yeah, Robbie. but I'm like so scared that he wrote a screenplay that's like too stuffed. But also, did he write First Man? Because every other screenplay he's written, it's been, I, I think, don't amazing. Know, but I'm, I don't know because look at um, David O. Russell. Amsterdam was a complete and utter failure. But, yeah, but I feel like people are realizing David O. Russell's a horrible person. That, but also David O. Russell, every movie he's done is amazing. But I feel like Damien Chazelle is also, like, he could be desperate to have his second hit as La La Land, so he might have overdone it. My only fear is that it's going to be too similar to La La Land. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I think he might have, oh, he, there's a possibility that Babylon could be overdone. I think there's a high possibility of Babylon being overdone. Why? Because you, uh, history has shown, like, at least for me, consistently, People who have really big movies, temple movies like La La Land or something like that, great. But then when they have their kind of low and then they try to go back and hit it again on that same level, they overdo it. Okay, here's his uh, filmography for his writing. Who did mm -hmm. The Great Gatsby? He did Baz Luhrmann. The Whiplash. He did short. Okay. And or now, is this for directing or writing? Directing. Okay. No, writing, writing. Writing, okay. And then he wrote The Last Exorcism Part 2, which I actually enjoyed better than the first part. I think I'm the only person who saw that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Whiplash. Okay. 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was he good. wrote that? that was he wrote good. that. That was good. La La Land. Mm -hmm. Now Babylon. So he... So he didn't write First Man. He did not write First Man. Okay. Or so that random Netflix show he did. He did a Netflix oh, show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was I forgot what it was. About jazz. I don't remember. I was not supposed to be I, very good. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember it, but... Okay. So, I mean, that is. But again, I'm just scared that Babylon, he... Got probably got a disgusting huge budget, and there there's always a high possibility that he overdid it. My fear of Babylon is that either one, it's gonna be too much like La La Land because it's like the it, reminiscent of the old Hollywood, even though it's in old Hollywood now. And two, I love sometimes those big like grand party kind of part like movies like Wolf of Wall Street. I love. If you don't, if you go overboard with it, it sometimes can be too much. 
So those are the two things. I'm still think I have my method where it says if there's jazz, it's going to be a masterpiece. That's my method. I'm not. I'm dying on that hill because I think it's true. I I, I I'm dying on the hill that there's a teetering line. I mean, and he. I, I think just, he could go. I think he just can go overboard with this. I think there's a possibility that he could go overboard and that Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, Margot Robbie, <laughs> both overact. I can see it. Babylon only had a seventy-eight million dollar budget, which pretty big. It's big, but not like disgustingly big. Because oh, La La yeah. Land had thirty million, so I mean, it's well for him, that's big. It's big, but I don't think it's as big as I biggest, thought it was. Well, big. is that his biggest budget? It's movie? his biggest budgeted, right? Uh, hold on, how much was First Man? Okay, so First Man was seventy million. First Man was seventy. Oh, okay, and I mean, he did. It didn't like. It's not like he lost the reins of that film. I don't think the movie was. That was the screenplay issue. I th- yeah, I think the movie and what like I said, I think he has to be really into it. And I I mean like. No offense, it's, Neil Armstrong. Like you, how into it can you be unless you're like someone like him with old Hollywood? No, it's true, but it's also like you also weren't able to put your style or anything exactly. into it. But that, but that also shows his limitations as a director. That and like, because you can see watching Whiplash, wa- watching Whiplash now after watching La La Land, because I haven't seen it since I watched La La Land. You see a lot of things that he was testing out for La La Land. A lot of the cinematography, a lot of the editing, a lot of the. I'm, I think the cinematography flow. is going to be great. I just think the overall story and everything could be too much. I'm just going to bring it back to Whiplash. I do have a question because I saw a lot of reviews that said their runtime was perfect for this movie. There was not a there was not some there was not one scene or moment or second you would take out, and it was like it was from the higher ones. I actually personally agree. I I can't think of something that I would take out or even want to add. I think the runtime was perfect. This movie really lengthwise was perfect. Thoughts, Jimmy? I like a good movie that's between an hour and a half and two hours. But like, do you know? Like, is the, like, I have very few movies that I can think of that you can't even like think of one thing to touch about it. Or is there? Is it not for that for you? No, I I think maybe it goes a little long. That last I remember in the theater that last drum solo. I was like, okay, it's a little long. Like, uh, okay, I was come on. I was intense. I'm not intense. I was mesmerized, Kelly. No, I can't say that it there is, and that's coming from someone who just generally doesn't enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. But that's not because I found it. I just don't like. I just don't like it. I just didn't find any interest in it. I was. I was gonna say you might have said this already, but is there is is there one specific thing that um makes you like eh, this movie's okay? Just I I guess just the general topic of it. I just don't care for the movie at all. Like I didn't really want to watch it again because I was mm-hmm. like, it's just not something that. Like I said, like it doesn't cause me any anxiety. It doesn't like make me bored or mm-hmm. like, it's just like one of those things that is just like okay. Like okay for me. Where that, it's that's like, what I was asking. It, it evokes no emotion in me. No emotions of dislike, disgust, but there's nothing that I'm like, Oh, I love this or anything like that. It's that, just like that's what I was curious because sometimes like I know for me it's like either it's just literally like I can't say anything about it because it was just there. Or there's one reason <laughs> like why. Like Paddington 2, when we're like, why is, <laughs> yeah. this, why is this 100% so, like, just sidebar. Me and Matt watched the Paddington 2 because everyone always makes jokes about it. And this was after we saw, um, what's that Nick Cage movie? Like, oh, Unbearable Weight. Unbearable Weight of Talent. Weight, talent. talent. And we're movie. like, why the fuck does everyone always make fun of Paddington 2 and always, like, reference it? So we finally watched it. And it was just like, I literally can't say anything that's wrong with it. And I did enjoy it. Yeah. But, like... It's not amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not amazing. 
but I can't knock it for anything. I'm exactly. like, can I knock it down to like a 99 or a 98? And I'm like, for what reason am I going to do that? Exactly. And we both fell asleep and we're both like, oh, it's kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we both didn't stay awake. Paddington 2 will always be the biggest like is Paddington 2 in the top 250? No, I don't think so. That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that movie Does that make any sense? A perfect 100% and not in the top 250? But like audiences that isn't 100%. So like It's just like so weird. Yeah. I, Paddington 2 is just so strange to me. It is like the the cinematic anomaly. Let me ask you a question about Whiplash. Could I pull you back now. Um cuz there's there is I mean I at least thought there were vibes of like uh a thriller element to the movie. Do you think if they, you think if they pushed it more would have made the movie a completely different movie or if they took it out, it would make it like, do you think that needs to be that kind of vibe? Define the thriller moment. I think just like the, the whole, like, I don't, I, I was trying to, I literally knew it's you were going to ask, thriller, but it's more, Psy- they said like psychological, like thriller. psychological tenseness. That's what that movie. I is. would consider like, psychological thriller this being in the vein of you know it? the thing is i think you, like you're right but i just think thriller like is just too strong of a word exactly so that's why i was asking like what if they actually put more of the thriller element in do you think that would have changed the movie and went off course i yes. think it would have been unbearable to watch in what way like if you pushed it any further than it did and like this is coming from someone who didn't feel anxiety but if mm-hmm. you push it any further than it did then i probably would have turned it off i probably would have reached that point being like this is so fucking stupid this is too much and like turned the movie completely off you've been like the people that didn't understand the movie yeah i would have been the people that didn't understand the movie and straight up probably turned it off because i would have been like look like i'm not getting the big emotions like i am like obviously being like oh my god like obviously you can't do this this is bad but like if you pushed it any further, then I would have been like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, No, because I agree. I was just curious because I'm like, I know it then has Then it would have been for gratification. Yeah, it would have made it campy. And I think this was good, but I was just like, I was trying to be like, it has the vibe of like psychological thriller, even though thr- thriller might be like too strong of a word, but I'm like, they do it so like softly that I'm like, this is like amazing. That's why I'm like the writing and the directing like on point. I think Damien Giselle was amazing in this movie. Um... And before we get to the back into the, the the show, before we do our normal stuff every episode, any last thoughts? Because well, ha- what did Jimmy think if you push if they pushed? I said I wouldn't have liked it. I don't think why because this was I think meant to be a psychological experience and not a thriller experience. But like he means like if they pushed it any further, like if J.K. Simmons went any further than he like did. he murdered someone that would have just been stupid. Well, no, it, it gave it more. I guess like ominous, it, ominous to it. No. Do you, uh, you thought it would have been it's uh, just too yeah, much? Yeah, it's too much. So it's already teetering on the line of overboard. See, I thought it was just yes, there is that fine line, but I thought they just were on the line the whole time. Well, do you think that you would have been able to keep watching it if it went any further? Well, that's what I'm saying. If that's why I think it would have gone too campy, but like right the way they did it, where they like kind of made it psychological and they kind of had elements where I'm like, this is kind of it. You almost make it think that the movie's gonna go that way, and they don't. I just thought that was very smart, and they just stayed on the line. They never went off, over or off any time, like, I thought. Yeah, like, basically, it's a diary of a toxic relationship, and you yeah. can only watch a toxic relationship for so long until, like, go so far. Like, for example, 365 days. Like, it's, like, it's pushing it. And those it's movies are fucking it. over two hours. And those are over two hours. Those are, like, two and a half hours. And, and it's, like, you're pushing it. You're pushing the it. The directing and, and, and the writing are I, literally... Garbage. <laughs> I can't even compare the two. Like, they but, can't. But it's like that. It's like where it's like you're pushing it. You're really pushing it right yeah. now. No, yeah. And that's 
Netflix is like, I feel like Bane of existence. It's like the the after movies that me and our friend Jenny likes so bad. And they do push it. They push it way too much. And that's why they're like 0% every single one of them (laughs) along with 365. It's just too much. I watch it, but it's like, it's too much. I could turn it off. And on that note, win, lose. (laughs) The game is win, lose, drink, Jimmy. Here's your buzzer. Can you buzz into the microphone, please? Kelly, here is your buzzer. Buzz into the microphone. That was much louder than Jimmy's. The game, I'm going to give you three multiple choice answers. The first person after I read the question to buzz in gets the answer, and whoever wins gets to win nothing. The prize of winning today's game. Number one, I don't know anything. how many days was this film shot for? A, 30, B, 19, C, 25, go. What? Jimmy. 19. You are correct. Damn, you get that a one point. I did know. <laughs> Number two. Andrew's final drum solo or drum performance lasts nine minutes. How how long is his final drum solo? Do you repeat that? Yes, because okay. that made no sense. Because I've said the wrong thing. Andrew's final drum performance, the end scene, the whole thing was nine minutes. The whole band. Okay. His drum solo, how long was that? A, five minutes. B, three minutes. C, seven minutes. Go. I think I heard you first. I think it's seven minutes. No. Five minutes. You are correct. I... Did you read IMDb? No, I didn't read uh, that I think one. I got but, confused with this first one. But that's like eight minutes. Fun fact. Never mind. What? You guys say I'm off topic, so never mind. Our friend Caitlin knows a kid who reenacted his drum solo from the beginning I had of no the movie. Idea of that. Really? And he has he they posted it and he actually went viral and he has millions of views. So I think if you YouTube um Kid Rian, like who does a cover of the drum solo, it's him. I'll share. We can share it when, when this episode gets posted. I have a quick question. Our friend Caitlin is a drummer. Did she ever see this movie? Uh, I don't know. I maybe possibly. I would love to see her thoughts on this movie. If it made her very stressed, you could ask her. Uh, so I, don't I, know. I never even thought to ask. I'm like, oh, I always forget she plays the drums. And I'm like, I have to ask her that now. Sorry, off topic. Number three, final question. Kate would just get up and leave if someone <laughs> talked to her that way. She would just be like. Okay, I'm done. Thank you very much for your time. She's like, this isn't worth it. And she would just walk out. See, that In the be, nicest way possible. <laughs> no, yeah. That would be funny to like have a short like based off this. Just being like, what no. would happen if a normal person saw this? <laughs> no, <laughs> They'd be calling 911 immediately. <laughs> yeah. They threw abused. a chair at me. I've been abused. Number three, can Jimmy get a perfect score? Which one is not a piece of music played during the film? A, Whiplash. B, Caravan. Or C, The Man I Love. Go. I know this one. I think it's that. See the man I love. Yes, correct. I Jimmy, knew that. I couldn't tell, and I was like, well, I'll give Kelly the bone because I both knew answer. that one. Jimmy, MVP, LVP, what is your most valuable player for this game? This Editing. Movie? Editing? Kelly? Acting. I am going to say Damien Chazelle as a whole. I was going to do J.K. Simmons, but Damien Chazelle is amazing. Your LVP, Jimmy, your least valuable player. You can do a stupid one because I have a stupid one because I couldn't think of anything. I want to say. The drum solo. His drum um, solo? The, the running, the run. I thought it was just too long. Oh, I loved it. Kelly. Um, mine's between um, the third drummer they brought in. I forgot his name. Oh, that, f- <laughs> that fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, redhead kid? And Melissa Benoit. <laughs> you didn't like Melissa Benoit? No, because I was <laughs> not that I didn't like her. I was just like, oh, poor girl. She got no recognition. <laughs> Everybody's like, this is amazing. And it's like the one female in it. Supergirl. You're useless. She's in so many movies that are huge. 
but plays like the smallest role. She I was. Think in this Patriot. was one of her like first things. Though, no, yeah, right? but yeah. she was in Patriots Day. I think was that it. The one yeah, Mark. She, she was the, in that the one too. Bomber's wife. Patriots Day. She was barely in that. <laughs> and then this one, she was barely in that. I was like, two very good movies, and you were barely in it. Very true. Very true. Um, I think there's another one that she was. But also, like in. to her defense, this movie, like it was literally the two of them. So anyone, else, even Paul Reiser, like got the, he was good, but he got the short end. Like if you were good, you get the short end of the stick in this type of movie. Um, my LV, you said yours was most noised. My LVP was the people who would not fund this movie originally. And the third, and the third drummer. And the third drummer. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it was a tie. Yeah, yeah. Mine's the people who were stupid enough not to fund this because it's amazing. Finally. I will give this a 10. Kelly? I'll give it a 7. I'm going to give it a 9. (gasps) 8.7. We were so close with the actual IMDb rating being 8.5. So close. Before we go, and Jimmy gives his clues for the next episode, there was a review that I have to read and I have to ask a question. So this this was someone's uh, review. He says, There is just nothing original or interesting going on here. Whiplash is one of the worst films from 2014. IMDb would be so much better if it was kept honest and clean. Okay. I hope the producers enjoyed the $1.60 we paid to rent the DVD. Next time I choose a movie from Sundance. So my final question, was it worth, if you had to pay for it, would it be worth it? Yeah. $1.66? You sounded like, you for someone who really loves this movie, you're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would pay $1.66. Would you pay $5 to rent it? What the price is now? Well, I, I bought the movie on on DVD Blu-ray, so, so that the answer counts. Is yes. you, would not re- you would not pay $6 to rent it? No. Okay, I'd be like you and I'd just buy the movie because I liked it that much. I, I'm sorry, I, ha- I saw this review and I was just like, this man has some problems. Well, I mean, I just told you guys I would never watch it again. No, really. no, I know, but I don't think you would go this far as a... No, because I have other ways to watch it <laughs> because I do have it on a certain way that... No, I certain, know. A certain CDR. But what I'm saying is I feel like even if you <laughs> didn't, you wouldn't be like, I hope the producers enjoy my dollar sixty. Whatever. Like, I don't think you would go that far to be like, I hope they enjoy the dollar I gave them. I also don't think that they get, like, a dollar sixty. Like, where the fuck did he... This, this man is from? very confused, I think, on this review. <laughs> this, I don't even know what the... I think it was the... It must have been a one out of ten. Because <laughs> I don't know what he did. But, Jimmy, it's time. It's the end of the episode. What's going on next episode? Well, it's going to be a bride. Um, There's going to be some, some um, samurai-ish type fighting and there's gonna be a pussy wagon you know your fun fact should have been the movie that i made my brother watch and they never and then said we'll we'll watch the second one and i've never seen the second one still (laughs) you're an adult you i know but like literally you were like we'll watch it soon (laughs) five years go by i think it was more like (laughs) it's been 10 years okay so those are the clues if you can guess it let us know we will see you next time Goodbye. Bye. thanks so much for listening you can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts and we want to hear what you think so leave us a review Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan cast episode.